Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, everyone, we have Julie Holly. She's been an investor for over 15 years, and she's done a ton of different things in investing, but now her focus is apartment syndication. What I love most about this episode and what I love most about this theme is in order to sometimes grow and expand and speed up, like so many of us want to do, you kind of got to slow down and get really connected to what's important to you. And that's what we really focus on tremendously with Julie today, giving some great tips, ideas, and strategies around how to do that for yourself. And the biggest challenge is the mindset, right? Because we all are high achievers and we like the speed. We like the, the a lot of moving pieces going on. And for a lot of people, slowing down means failing. And we need to reframe that. I need to reframe that. We all as a community need to look into it and see if it applies to you. But the point is that when we are doing that, we are rearranging our life our business. And therefore that is going to speed up the growth, the scaling or whatever you want to do. So I encourage you to listen to this episode and look around your business. Where are the areas that are not serving you, even though they are in hundred miles per hour, but they're not serving you anymore. And how can you also slow down your brain so you can be really, really work from your best self. Your cup is full and you're serving the people that you want from your best self. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was an episode that we can go on and on for a long period of time, but I hope you get a great gold nuggets in order to take your business to the next level. Enjoy. You ever feel like your vacation rental since empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where we're all about, right, Andressa, empowering women to live a financially free and balanced life. Mm -hmm. And as you like to say, whatever balance means to you. <laughs> yeah, right? Because 
you know, we probably have so many definitions about balance and we don't want to piss people off when we say balance. They're like, I don't believe it. We're going to keep saying whatever it it is. Okay. So that's all your definition. That's good. Whatever it is to you. That's right. We just want to piss people off. That's our goal. And like, no, we don't. Of course not. But it is. We created this community four years ago with the intent and the purpose that we wanted to, you know, empower women, support them, create this global circle of women giving and getting what they need to take their investing business to another level, but quite honestly, their life to a different level, not to a different level, like more achievement, but in a more holistic way. That is what we stand for. That's what everything we do. Obviously, real estate investing is our core, but our world and our life and our selves are much more than that. And that's what we'd like to cover here. And that's what we're all about. And we have an amazing guest for today to dive into that topic. Not only is she, as you heard in her intro, a very active investor, but she's also got such great insight into more than just that piece of it. So Julie, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for sharing your time with us today in our community. Oh my gosh, seriously, I've been looking forward to this. I think I logged on like 10 minutes early just because (laughs) I'm like, I just can't even be late. I'm so excited to be here. We appreciate you. Andres, though, what is coming up? As we always like to do, we like to share something coming up, some sort of tip or life lesson or blunder, whatever it might be this week. But what's coming up for you before we jump into Julie's uh, story? So you, you know when people wholesale a deal or sell a property and they post pictures of the checks? Oh, yeah. You know that? Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell is going on, right? So that's the way that they flex, right? They flex, they're getting it, whatever it is. So this morning, as I was dropping my son off, I was like, I should record this. This is how I am going to flex, that I get to drop my son off at school every day. And I can look at him, pull the window down and say, ciao, Lorenzo, have a great day. Every day, I don't care. If the other kids, he might a couple of years from now, he might like, mom, can you please don't do that every day? He's not going to turn around like Lorenzo. Who's Lorenzo? No, I want it. (laughs) Everybody knows because I do it every day, every time. And every time that I roll that window down to do that, I was like, I am so thankful to have the privilege to be able to flex and be here with my kid. And pick him up from school every day, too. And I told him, look, you know those yellow buses there? <laughs> you know, hey, I mean, if you want it, you know, it'd be great. He's like, he said to me, I like when you drive me, mommy, because then we can talk, we play, oh. play games, and we have this. It's not a long drive. It's like five, five, six minutes. Love it. But I get to do that. And in real estate was a tool that allowed me to do that. So for the women that are listening here and are like, oh my gosh, somebody closed on this million dollar house or closed on this property, that property. If that's how they value their success, good for them. That's all good. No, no wrong or right here. But I encourage you to also think about other things that are also valuable to you. To me, it's time. Being in charge of my time and being able to do what I want, whenever I want with whoever I want, that's my goal. So whatever, you know, fits your goals. Don't get frustrated or attached to how people are flexing their stuff. But I also want you to think about what it is that you're proud of and not like, okay, what is it? What is that 
gives me energy every single day. And if you don't have it, let's create it together. Lean on this community here and let's create something that you're really excited about and proud to. Yeah, love that. I love that. So tomorrow I'm going to be putting a big check on Facebook and I'm going to tag you on that. So no. Tag me. No, but you're, what you're saying makes so much sense. It's like, what do we value and, and how do we celebrate that, you know, and, yeah. and not that we need to do it or you need to drive your son, but you get to, I love that. Yeah. It's just a great way to change our, our language. Right. And our, our, cause you do get to, and I get to do different things. And I'm sure jo- Julia as well. It's like, we get to do this. This is pretty cool. And it feels good when you say it like that. So I love that phrase. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, Julie, let's get into um, your story. We always like to kind of kick things off by asking what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing? A lot of things propelled me, but can I just have to go in and say, this is the first year I get to drop my kids off at school. And yes. I have had two separate careers that have been woven together over all the years between actually being the teacher at school and being a real estate investor. Mm. And so this is the first year my kids are back in school and I get to drive them. And I hear you, Andressa. That is exactly how I feel every day. My husband's like, I can take them. I'm like, no, I love this. This is a privilege. Like it's, I love carpool line. I love this line. Like this to me, it's like, I get to, you know, be part of their lives in this whole different way. It fills my bucket. So much. I love it. So. I, sometimes I feel that I want to get out of the car and ask all those people at 3 PM when I pick him up, what did you, what did you, should we all connect? What are you guys doing over here? <laughs> I feel that I want to do that. This is a really good idea, by the way. Really good idea. They're probably self-employed or entrepreneurs, and they could potentially, if you're raising money, be potential investors. Exactly. <laughs> I'm doing that today. Right, exactly. that would help you. This is a new meetup group now. Okay. Oh it's called exactly. Carpooling. Exactly. Carpooling. Exactly. <laughs> we started it here. Yeah. So you know, I, I have going back to my story. Like I said, I have two careers that I've woven together, and I really just see how God's done that throughout my entire life. And sometimes we take for granted, and we forget get that everything that we are created with is like, sometimes it takes time to grow and to incubate. Right. And so, excuse me, but I was becoming a total witch when I was in real estate in my mid twenties, I was very successful. I had a ton of money and I didn't know how to carry myself in the sense that I didn't have the support. There wasn't YouTube. This is a long time ago, people. (laughs) There wasn't YouTube. There weren't podcasts and I didn't have the right mentors surrounding me and who I was becoming in that space was not who I wanted to be. So I'd already graduated college early, spent time teaching in the classroom and had entered into real estate. And that's my family lineage also. So I have family lineage in education and real estate. So it makes sense, my pedigree, right? But I left. I said, you know what? Hard stop. I don't want to become this person and I don't know how to stop it. So I'm going to go back into education and have the safety still investing, still doing that, but not so active. And when I was in real estate, that was like residential sales. And that's a totally different deal than multifamily real estate. So, you know, through that process, I'm proud of myself, you know, for everyone listening, like sometimes you have to take a hard stop and you go, who do I want to be? And when you know who you want to be, sometimes you just press pause and say, no, 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 stop, full stop. 
that's not the direction I want to go. And until I can figure out how to get where I want to go, we're stopped. This train stops here. And I'm really glad I did it. Sometimes I look back and I think, golly, especially with all these young investors, I'm like, if I could have figured, if I could have just had the right mentor and figured it out back then, golly, my world, you know, would be different. But that's okay because this is the journey that I was supposed to walk. So I'm I'm content with it. But fast forward, my husband and I invested in our heart and passion coming from, and I think a lot of women can can relate to this as coming from a very bad marriage that I had in my early 20s. It was uh, emotionally and verbally abusive. It wasn't a good situation at all. And it was very different than the world I had grown up in. And I, you know, as the first person in my family lineage to get divorced, and it took a lot of courage to take that step. And in taking that step in my very early twenties, like those years of the twenties, everyone knows that's like, you learn a lot about life, but taking that bet on myself, that was like, first step is I'm taking a bet on myself and I'm going to protect myself. And then going into the real estate world and saying, Hey, I'm full stop. I'm going to bet on myself again. I had a bet on myself to go into it to begin with. I was a single person with a mortgage payment, you know, going into the unknown. So like constantly being willing to bet on myself has paid off. And I have a beautiful, amazing husband, like beautiful, meaning like (laughs) he's very handsome, but you know that when you have a second chance life, it's just extraordinary. And I value that, you know, to the moon, we've been together now for like 18 years, but when we got together, we had a vision and that vision was let's just do something simple. We'll buy and hold, you know, houses along the way. And we'll just live a modest lifestyle. And we want to serve people that were in my situation. Mm -hmm. I had a hard time finding a rental. A lot of people do have a hard time and you're discombobulated and you're, you're confused and your world is already falling apart. And so it's like, how can we support women or other people who are going through challenging, difficult times so that they can really, you know, like get their feet back on their grounds and have a quality place to live. And that's what we did. So we went through that process and self-managed. It was great. But then we had kids, right? And we all have kids in this <laughs> in this space right now, right? <laughs> and so, you know, the kids change your world. And I'm self-managing. And I started to feel very uncertain about, oh, I don't want to like, oh, what if that resident doesn't renew their lease? And what if this? And it was it was all on my shoulders the management component of it. And like, what if something happens? I know we have the reserves, but I allowed, and this is a learning component also is I allowed all those what ifs to really swirl in my head and cause a lot of insecurity and doubt about what we were invested in. So my husband, we decided let's find something different to invest in. Okay, let's do that. I mean, we're into reinvention. I kind of like Madonna. Madonna is always reinventing herself. You know, I don't always agree with what she believes and says, but I love how she reinvents. I'm like, great, let's reinvent our investing strategy. And in doing so, as you know, digesting bigger pockets and the other podcasts, Monique Calm, another, you know, female ambassador, she's on first woman I ever heard, and she describes apartment syndication. Literally changed my life literally. So I'm driving up to the gym and I hear her and I'm resonating with her voice. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I house hacked. Oh my gosh. I did that. I didn't know those were the names for that. I've done all that. Oh my gosh. And I love teaching and helping and everybody winning. This is where I need to be. And I have not departed from that path ever since. 
And that's how ultimately I landed in apartment syndication. Absolutely amazing what one podcast, what one person and their experience can do. But that mindset component that I was, you know, kind of dipping into was I was allowing, right? We made that investment class shift because I was allowing my mind to really run amok. And so since then, I've become a very voracious reader. I run a book club and, you know, reading quality literature, working with a coach, really just taking control of the mind. There's even a post-it note in front of me that says like, what should you be thinking now? You know, Mm -hmm. like we just need to be thinking. And even in my faith, it's always like, Hey, take control of your thoughts. So learning how to do that was super powerful. So I know that's like a lot. I'm sorry. The pulp. So let's dissect that. (laughs) I want to start, I want to start dissecting it, but based on your story, the power of slowing down in order to speed up, because sometimes we hear a lot of stories of real estate investors are like, oh, they got started and they started doing one, two, five, 10, and then they did that. And they, they did that, that they scaled, they built a team and uh, like this very like linear going up curve. We're painting a picture that it's not a lot of the reality that we see out there with a lot of investors. And then for the new folks, they have a, this imperfect expectation about it. And when things don't go right, that they need to take a step back or they need to slow down, right? With the market, crazy market, a lot of people had to be quote unquote forced to slow down. It's like, I'm failing, right? I totally relate to you because when I was going through my divorce, we were on the peak of the real estate, but that got got frozen. Basically, I was like, okay, how can I get out of this situation, find a rental, even though we had rentals, but I didn't want anything to be related to anything, find a rental, move into a rental. And then like, okay, how can I guarantee an income for myself and make sure I have food on the table for my son. And you guys might be thinking, oh, dress up, come on. You had all those projects. Yeah, but it it was all tight, right? When you have all different projects going on at the same time and you're breaking up from that relationship, I did not want any of my income to be tight to that specifically. So what I did, I took a quote unquote step back and said, I need to find a steady income right away. And I was already in conversation with a local friend of mine who is a commercial developer, because in my head, I was like, I am fighting against getting a J-O-B again, right? It's like, you know better. That's not how it is. So the way that I made amendments in my head, I was like, you're going to do that if you're learning something new. So I learned a ton about real estate. And this friend of mine, one day uh, we worked together and he's like, you know, I shouldn't be paying you for all of this. I was like, you got my, you got my point. I'm here and I'm getting paid to learn all this great stuff. But my point to it is that that propelled me to other things. So as you're saying, you never know if it is a new connection, a podcast, or what can really propel you to move forward. And reading your bio, you said something that I want to bring it up. said, I slow my real estate investment journey down because number one, I didn't believe in myself. Number two, I was terrified of making a mistake with other people's money. And number three, 
I didn't understand the power of partners. Wow. So we can dissect those things. Like how did you deal with like, I didn't believe in myself. How did you overcome that piece itself? You know, I think this is so prevalent. So I coach now and it's just so prevalent amongst all people. It's a human condition where we just doubt ourselves and we have this comparison syndrome. And I started taking myself at reworking with my coach. I started taking myself off the books of like you were talking about earlier. Hey, you know, these people could be flexing in their particular way. That's their way. It's not my way. And starting to see myself and valuing, valuing myself. Like, let me just hard question everyone listening right now. When's the last time you treated yourself the way you treat your friend? When's the last time you talked to yourself the way you talk to a friend? Like, so I realized that I wasn't treating myself in a good way at all. And here's another byproduct of that is that you don't treat the people that you love the most in the best way possible, more than likely, because the people we love the most, we end up treating so much the way we treat ourselves. We see them as an extension of ourself. And so we end up mistreating them because we're like, well, that's how I treat myself. I love you too. <laughs> you know. And so, you know, learning to identify those elements and to stop them in the tracks and learning to, you know, not just have a vision board, but I have an accomplishment board. And then I have on my phone, like, cause we've all accomplished things and we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, you know, big whoop de do and oh, whatever about the trophy or whatever about that, you know, actually those things are really important because they're tangible reminders that not that that's where our, my value comes from, but it's a reminder. I did that. I did that. So I can do this next thing. Liz and I are both raising capital, you know, looking at reaching out to investors, raising capital during, you know, the holidays. It's like, I've done hard things in the past. I can do hard things now, you know? So you look to those things that you've done in the past and to like learning how to rebuild one's self-worth. And that's what I had to do. I had to learn how to value myself and to see myself the way other people see me. And that is so challenging because unfortunately we're really hard on ourselves and who do we spend the most time with? We spend an entire lifetime in this warm body of ours. My daughter pointed out, we were talking about this last night and she's like, mom, I mean, you sleep in your body, you shower in your body. Like (laughs) you do all these things and you're, you're kind of, you know, she's said, she's like, and you're by yourself. And yet (laughs) It's like, you definitely spend the most time with just yourself. I'm like, so how about we take time to get to know who we are and how about learning to accept? So I've learned to accept who I am for better or for worse. It's a double-edged sword. I've got a lot of personality. That's a double-edged sword, you know, and like receiving that and learning how to temper that and how to really empower who we are. But it really comes down to saying, looking in the mirror and saying, I like you. It's hard. It's worthwhile. Yeah. Well, it's making me think about a few things. I think, and I, you know, obviously speaking personally, I think women, I think people, but especially women, we busy ourselves and it's easy to busy ourselves. I mean, there's plenty to do. There's plenty of things to get involved in, but I also think we're busying ourselves so we don't have to get quiet with ourselves. So then we don't know what we want. And it's this whole like loop. You were saying this serves a purpose to Yeah. It serves a purpose. Exactly. I'm sharing this on another episode, but I am part of a session and she said, uh, it's two words you got to get out of your vocabulary. And I was mm. like, oh, I'm probably, I probably, probably say both of those before she said anything. She goes, overwhelm. Damn it. Say that all the time. And she goes, busy. I said, well, I say that last, but I do say that a lot. She goes, get those words out of your vocabulary. 
they don't serve a purpose and it actually just perpetuates more of it. So mm-hmm. my point in saying all that, so just is like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to get a text from Justin tonight. I thought you were saying that she's gonna hold me accountable to those two things, but um, <laughs> I but will. You totally will. I'm like, oh man, I should have said that to the whole podcast community either. But no, it, it is very powerful, and I think we busy ourselves. I can busy myself because we don't get, we don't have the we don't create the space to know what we even want. And that's very, very important in in terms of the path of acceptance, right? So did you create a practice for yourself, Julie, like AM routine or anything routine-like or habit that you put in place to help guard that, if you will? Because if you're someone who Mm -hmm. likes to busy themselves and and these women, a lot of women in our community like to achieve and grow, they wouldn't be part of our community if they didn't want to expand on some level. Our, Our members, same thing. Yeah. You got to put like road, you got to create this like way to help yourself. I don't know how else to say it. It's like, if you're looking and drink less, you should probably have less alcohol in the house, right? It's like, it, <laughs> these are all ways to help ourselves. So what guards did you put in your life? Yeah. What rituals or habits did you Oh create? my gosh. Big time, big time Leah. So you, you guys saw, I have my goals written out and I worked on my goals and I had a mentor in my life that is has just been really instrumental in shaping me and actually took me through goal setting. Um, this is our second year doing it. And that first year I had never valued setting goals because I think, I think this will resonate with a lot of y'all. It's something that it's just lofty. It's more of a dream. It's more of, am I actually going to get there? And then I'm just going to feel like a failure. So why do I want to set goals? I know where I want to go and me knowing in my head where I want to go is enough for me. And actually it's not, it's not enough and you're not going to get where you want to go. And I had to sober up and come to that reality check, right? Because my mentor paved the path before it's like, that's where I want to go, how I want to do it. And so, okay, this is your practice. And what I learned in that practice of setting goals that changed my concept of goal setting was that every goal that I set was actually extremely meaningful and it was, had practical things attached to it. So it was, I mean, I literally have social media goals this year and because you can't be everywhere and be fantastic if right. And so it's like, these are the places where I want to be. This is why I want to be uh, like in this, in this particular group, this is what I expect to contribute. This is what I expect to receive. And so it's like everything that I have is like extremely clear. And that's a huge part of everything is like really becoming clear on what you want. And the clearer you are on what you want, um, the easier it is to say no to other things because it doesn't align. It's easier to say, oh, well, that doesn't align with where I'm going. It's not a bad thing. And that's what the other part is like, there doesn't have to be this right, wrong, good, bad, you know, like that's just not where I'm going and I'm headed this direction. So y'all have fun going to, to do whatever that is. I need to, you know, make sure I'm staying my course over here. It meant saying no to a lot of social events for a while because I simply needed to put in the time and do the reps. And there's a reality behind that. And what's interesting is that I changed so much. I changed so much throughout my journey And you start to realize that now maybe you don't even fit in some of the same places that you fit before, because now you're a different person. So when you talk about practices, um, I I do have a morning routine and I can see the difference because I fell off my wagon of my morning routine. And, and so I had this own personal journey, I think, you know, over the summer 
it was really interesting. And a lot of people would be like, I'm like in my morning routine religiously. And on my podcast, I have like how to run a good morning routine. And so I'd be like, you hear all this all the time, but you don't always hear people say, yeah, I fell off the wagon and I questioned it and I doubted it. And I tried something different Mm -hmm. and I did, and I wasn't getting the results. (laughs) So I'm like, there's power in what I was doing. I'm going back to that because I really liked the trajectory and the momentum that I was getting by, you know, waking up, I read my Bible, I, you know, write out affirmations and gratitude. And then I go through a planner. I love Brendan Burchard's planner. Not everybody does, but it asks really good questions. And yeah, they're the same freaking questions every single day. And every single day I have different answers. It's (laughs) ridiculous. But I do want to share as as reading this book, Stillness is a Key by Ryan Holiday. It's I'm obsessed with Ryan Holiday. But when you're talking about where you're putting your time, where you're putting your energy, I was reading this just this morning and it's extremely well relevant. He says, always think about what you're really being asked to give because the answer is often a piece of your life, usually in exchange for something you don't even want. Remember, that's what time is. It's your mm. life. It's your flesh and blood that you can never get back. And it goes on, but like, that's the power of reading good books to make you think in deeper ways about totally that takes time a lot deeper. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Yeah, and it kind of like start connecting the dots, right? Like being busy is, what does that mean? Saying yes yeah. to a lot of things, which leads to overwhelmed and things like that. I am a big fan of Dan Sullivan and one of his books, The Gap in the Game, he talks about the success criteria and they mention about this, uh, I think it's Jamaican team that did like the roll, the boat, um, and they were training and the day before uh, the, the, the competition, one of the guys was like, oh, I just want to go out and like get a burger. And then they use the phrase, will this move the boat faster? And the answer is Ooh. no, it will not move the boat faster. So the answer to the activity is no. So from that perspective, we can all look, as you were saying, Julie, to what what it what will move our boat faster? What will get us to the next deal or the next goal, whatever we want to to live? Because if we don't have those criteria, we're just giving our lives away and getting whatever people want to give it to us. And we can, don't get a chance to get that time back. So for all the women that are listening and feeling yes, overwhelmed because their time is, is limited, I think the theme over here is slowing down to think Where is the time being spent with whom you're spending your time 
Because the practice of meditation, nothing more, nothing less, is to slow down your brain. So you can, I think it was Ariana Huffington that says, if you don't have 20 minutes to meditate, meditate for one hour. It's just a way to speed up your journey. In terms of, of real estate, you pivot a couple of times and you mentioned about leveraging uh, partnerships. So when you are right now, I'm sure you have a clear vision of what you bring to the table. But in terms of partnerships, talk a little bit with us about the challenges that you face with partnerships and the benefits of having this. Wow. I was watching people go, go faster than I was going. And I am thinking, I know I'm smart and capable. I know I can do this. So why am I not? Why am I not? Oh, they're linking arms with other people. And I'm not, I'm trying to do it all. I'm a woman. I just want to do it all. You know, I can do it all. Can't I? And, and the reality is sure you can, if you want to take your time, Julie, but in reality, it's way more fun to partner up with people and to have people filling in the gaps. And so it took time for me. I value people so much and I love all people, but to find people that have the right alignment, that have a shared philosophy, you know, we're, you're trusting someone with your reputation and they're trusting you with theirs, right? When you are partnered up. And so, you know, who can I be a good ambassador for as well? Cause it's, we're representing something together and I want to make sure I represent that person well. And that there's somebody that I'm like, when I'm behind people, I'm behind people. So I want to make sure like I'm partnered with people that I am a hundred percent behind so that I speak with confidence. And so it took a little bit of time to find those people. Um, and then once I found those people, it took us an entire, we just went under contract finally after working our butts off trying to break into a new market. <laughs> you know, like, but that was interesting and character building and brought us closer together, you know, as a team to say, this is who we are. This is what we're about. And we don't back down. We don't compromise on our criteria and such. So it was really, it was a challenging experience, but a great experience in having people that uh, like when you're working within that team framework, you know, having people that are, you know, holding you up. I had a really challenging other deal that I had worked on and it presented a lot of challenges for me. And so, you know, this other team that I work with was just able to lift me up and then they saw the different what, side of what me. What were the red flags that um, you, you learned from the other deal? Yeah, no, the other deal is it's a fantastic deal. It was my first cap raise and it was a train wreck. And a lot of people don't want to go around talking about that, even though a lot of people really struggle with their first raise. Yeah. You know, if, if everybody's honest, I don't mind. I'd rather serve people well and say, you know what? It's better to move forward and struggle your way forward and be going forward than to just stay on the sidelines. And so, yeah. you know, that was my reality check was, oh, wow, I have some other work to do. Um, and all things happen in the right time, you know, and now I have two deals that I'm working on and it's going really well. So, you know, you having people that can help not just shoulder the business portion and the real estate portion, but people that, I appreciate you as a human being and can mm. encourage you when you hit those difficult times, because guess what, when you're in a partnership and you're, you're in a deal for, you know, three, five, seven years, whatever it is, 
you want to be, I want, I, I want to be working with people that I can show up as my authentic self and, you know, professionally speaking, but still authentic and know that it's not like it's a support group. It is a business group. It is a team, but you want to be able to say, you know, on the professional level, when they supported me and encouraged me when I was struggling, it was like, this is great. This is what a team does in, in my estimation. Yeah. And it takes time to get there. I mean, from yeah. a syndication perspective, what role do you play in, in on the team and, and how did you gain clarity around that role of that being a good fit for you? And how did you discover your teammates' strengths? In other words, did they come to you and say, hey, we got a gap here. This is where we can need help. Or I'm curious how that came to fruition because I think a lot of the women we're, you know, in our in our community want to scale and they want to get into potentially larger projects. They, they just don't know the, the roadmap and how to do it. So curious to hear your experiences as you scaled into larger multi and what your role was and how you kind of made sure the puzzle pieces fit together. Yeah. Okay. One, I was too rigid. I do want to throw this in there and then go into that. And that is, I was way too rigid on my concept of, I really need to know these people super deeply well. And it's like, Mm. I had to like kind of breathe a little bit and have a little more, a little more trust and faith. But actually through meetup groups, I had actually connected with these other investors who were interested in the Columbus, Ohio market, which is one of the markets that I wanted wanted to break into as an investor. Um, And I knew them from different places. So, and they didn't know each other. So this is uh, Christmas time in 2020. And I send his text. All right. I call each of them individually and I say, Hey, um, I happen to know like this, a few people and everybody has complementary skill sets. Every single one of us. I said at the worst case, even if I'm not part of this, I need to connect you. Like I would love to connect you guys up. So we all hopped on a phone call and hit it off and could see the synergy and you could see Hmm. how we were all complementary. So it was a matter of, and I am a natural connector. I love connecting people and putting them together. And so for me to be able to see their skills and what they were bringing to the table and where I would fit, where they would fit. It was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Um, and it, and that's where it kicks off. Uh, and where I fit is I love investor relations. I'm a people person that educator in me is always alive and flourishing and wanting to serve and help people. And so I create a lot of content, (laughs) uh, you know, that is, you know, towards educating investors to empower them so that they can get started. They don't have to stay stagnant and they can have the courage and confidence to take that very next step. And that might be investing in their, their own small multi that might be investing in their first syndication. I work with a lot of people where it's their first syndication because they feel that level of trust. Like you've taken time to educate me. You're not just about getting my money. You want to make sure I understand and that you're, you know, I invest in them and and it goes back around. And so that nurturing, I also really, you know, like a lot of people, this is silly. It's a very, it's an important role, but it's a small role, but due diligence, it's an important role. a fun role. I like it. <laughs> I like Critical. it. Um, yeah. And I'm actually stepping into asset management, putting my toe in the water in a, re- in, um, in a, oper- in a deal that I'm in, that's a very safe space to do it. So the position isn't fully on my shoulders. Basically I'm like on the table. I'm part of the asset management team, but I'm going to be there learning. And so that's like, you were saying undress as like, Hey, you know, like 
I, if I go work for this developer, I can learn something new. Like, I don't know. I like managing assets, um, small assets. I've had experience and I've been very successful, but I don't have experience managing large multifamily on my own. But if I can kind of go in and be part of that and understand, now I can have the confidence because I'm very particular about where what I, how you're, you're posturing towards your investors. Like there needs to be certain levels of experience and the, you know, how my philosophy, right. We should have certain levels of experience being represented just so that, you know, it is taken care of and the investors can have full, full confidence in what's going on. So just by nature of being able to be part of that, I'll have a lot of confidence moving forward and, and playing that role in the future. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's so important. Like, you know, people don't, go and raise 20 million and have never even invested in real estate. Like these expectations people have are crazy. It's just literally steps. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we, we have to honor the process and, and we're not going to know, we're not going to be fully confident in something that we're just, we're a part of, but we don't maybe have 15 years of doing, but the fact that like you have experience, not you, but I'm saying women in general. And then like we build upon, you build upon that experience. You build upon that confidence. It doesn't happen overnight, but just to say, my point in saying that is just to say, well, I'm just not going to do that. Cause I have, I, I don't know syndication like an operator that's been doing it for 15 years. No, you don't, but you can know it the way you need to know it and be part of something. So I, there's so many ways to get involved in my point is so many different ways to get involved in new asset classes. We don't need to know it all. We just need to be part of a team that someone on the team does know, uh, you know, know, know the asset and we need to know what we know and then expand from there and, and know our value because we do have value. We always talk about that. I just think that's critical. And, and, uh, the expectations are unrealistic though. I think a lot of women have expectations of like feeling they need to know it all before doing anything. And just no one, I mean, if we started, Andressa and I started investor community, we wouldn't have started this. That was the case. That's just it. You know? Like we can't know it all. And there's always going to be somebody else ahead of us. Like it doesn't matter. So that's why knowing where you want to go is so yeah. critical. It's like, well, you, I mean, you're in the middle of a 20 million raise. I'm not there yet, you know? but I'll get there. And, you know, I have friends that have, you know, $30 million funds and I look at them and it's like, that's really amazing that you, you know, manage and operate something of that magnitude. And does that mean it's not a value statement? As I think a lot of times we, we look at other people, we see it as a value statement on ourselves and it's not, it just says, Hey, that's really great. And that's my role model. Now I'm going to look to Liz, invest her community. And I'm going to say, that's so cool. I'm going to get there too. Guess what? They just kept taking the steps forward. And wow, if I can even link arms with some of these people, I'll get there a little bit faster and I'll understand things, but you never understand it all. And and real estate is all about bringing together the creative minds. It's one of the most creative spaces. It's one of the reasons I love it so much is that nothing is ever the same. And the solutions are always very creative. Can I hear an amen on that? There's just, yeah, there is not a bet. cookie cutter for no, the solutions that we use. It's definitely a team sport. And, it, and mm-hmm. it really goes back to the whole place we started here was, was acceptance and slowing down so you can reconnect with a lot of those things. So uh, it's been amazing, Julie. Um, definitely have to have you back on because there's a lot, lot more to go through here. Um, to be mindful. Where can Elise listening learn more about you and, and uh, connect with you further? I'd love to invite everyone um, to the back door of my website. 
the only way you can get there is by just, you know, hearing this on a podcast and that is just go to julieholly.com. Holly is H-O-L-L-Y. Um, and if you go there, it's the very soft side of, of my page. And um, it just gives you a rundown of my investments. So you can access all of my brands, which is, you know, three keys investments, the conscious investor podcasting. And if you're interested in joining a book club to help yourself level up, it's a five-week book and networking club. So over five weeks, you you develop real relationships with people. And I can tell you a lot of business came from the networking club last year because you actually get to know people as you hear them talk about books. You're not talking business and you hear who, who they are, their heart, their soul, their philosophies. Love it. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, what's the most powerful book you ever read? Ooh, okay. I have to give two. I read my Bible every day. I love it. It changes all the time. I'm like, these words just change. This is great. Um, and then after that, I would say High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard was a huge game changer for me. And um, I could go on. There's actually a book list at julieholly.com that you can download if you guys want all of my favorite books. Awesome. Second question is, what's the most transformational routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Oh, that's, that's interesting. I think sticking to my routines, it keeps that forward momentum. So it's all of the routines combined, being dedicated and disciplined to them. I would be lost without them. Awesome. The last question is, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? There are so many. I'm going to actually use a contemporary woman uh, that, that we know, uh, Camilla Jeffs. She absolutely inspires me. We've been friends. I was the first podcast that she came on and, um, she's absolutely inspired me because of how she's run her business. I've known her since the very beginning and just to see how she has progressed and, um, her disciplines and dedication and who she shows up as a person is extraordinary. I love it. She is one of our mentors. She teaches syndication 101 and she's just a, a, a ball of joy, right? She is so authentic yep. and her being in the same circle as her is just a privilege. Definitely. Awesome. So Julie, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for sharing your path and some wonderful nuggets of your process and how your journey unfolded. And I'm excited to see what comes and all the good stuff happening for you. So thanks for making time to connect with us in our community. Pure joy. I appreciate it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.